It's the Wild Card Podcast. Let's get started. And welcome back to the Go Live Studios in Phoenix, Arizona. This is episode 16 of the Wild Card Podcast. It is the pre-MLB trade deadline show, so we're going to get a little risky with it today. Uh, I actually lied. This is episode 15. I apologize. Abbreviated crew today. Kurt is somewhere between here and the East Coast on an airplane. Is that? Any, does anyone know? Is that right? Is that the truth? Something. I feel like he was in Boston two nights ago. And then I, he just said he wouldn't be here today, so I'm just going to hope he's right about that. Did an East Coast tour. Yeah, he he went to visit some baseball stadiums. Uh, Preston was unable to make it, so it's just me, my boy Jason Cousy, and, of course, good old Chance Chancellor. LeBlanc. We love that. That's good for us. Uh, let's start with, I guess, the abbreviated elephant in the room. Um, Lucas Giolito got traded, but he's not a Arizona Diamondback, which means... No one is coming anywhere near my hair with a shaver, and I'm keeping it until I'm ready to get rid of it on my own. I'm very happy about that. But on the other side, we talked about it a little bit before the show, and we're kind of kind of push into this here. They've decided to keep Dylan Cease. Chance, I feel like you don't like that. I feel like you think that that's not a good idea for the White Sox. I don't understand the reason why they would. I mean, you just traded your second best pitcher. You're 41 and 59. Uh, just got embarrassed by the Chicago Cubs at home. <laughs> blew a lead. Blew, the Chicago blew a seven and two lead. Yeah. Gave up like seven straight runs. Um, I don't understand that. I mean, it could be wrong. Um, I mean, that's the bullpen's fault, by the way. I don't know. It, it makes no sense to me. I mean, just blow it up at this point. We've been saying this since April yeah. <laughs> before no, the season. I think not before, I. I started this podcast. I think that before the season started, we've been saying to blow it up. But I mean. Whatever they want to do. I mean, unless they want to keep him as their main piece going forward and build around that. But, I mean, I don't think he'll be too happy with that. He's got to say something at some point if they do yeah. move on with him. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to give it to to Preston. I look really dumb saying that the White Sox are going to win 90 Over games 90, this year. Yeah. This is ridiculous. This is bad. Like, this is beyond repairable at this point. This I just, So blow it up. I, I don't think that you blow it up that bad. Like, you still have to prepare for the future. Like, we know that they have a good young... See, I don't even want to say young pitching core because I feel like some of their minor league guys are going to take a while to get up. But they have good guys down in the minors that can pitch, and they have solid middle infielders. Jonathan Nineo was someone that the White Sox were supposedly in on, which I feel like is a step backwards until we get rid of Tim Anderson because I really, I'm really tired of TA. I, I would like. To I mean, see no one wants else. out more than Tim Anderson. He hasn't had a home run in over a year. <laughs> he need, he need <laughs> it's pretty obvious how he's playing is what I was feeling. So that is so upsetting that he like he just oh can you imagine? He's like yeah um I knew how to hit the ball. I just waited for them to trade me. He just gets traded. The craziest the part about that all is like two years ago he was like one of the best hitters in the league, batting like three thirty consistently. Yeah, with, I know. With pop. Like I remember. Yeah. I remember. Now they have to deal with a tough four-game set against the guards. That's going to be... Those are always fun. Totally not painful for me to watch. And I'm not, I haven't even watched much White Sox baseball this year just because I'm just trying to prevent myself from the inevitable days of crying that I'm going to have. Um, but it's just... It it's, just it feels. I, I think it's kind of funny how I'm having more fun as a Nationals fan this season with like the same <laughs> than I am as a White yeah, Sox. You have fan. ten times yeah. more talent. So. I just, it just doesn't feel fair. Does that make sense? Is that good? Is that good? You've been through it. You're, you know, and to say that you didn't feel pain last year when you lost in 
the National League Championship Series is an understatement, or in the World Series. My apologies. So you've been through an it. Understatement. The Nats have been through it. Um, I just, I just hate losing. That's all it is. I just hate. I it hate. sucks though. But as my dad always said when I was growing you. up, when I would get off the couch, about to cry in my room, he would say, "There's always next year." Mm-hmm. There's always next year. I've been saying that since I was six. <laughs> like <laughs> I, I said that a lot with the Nationals, and they finally won it. I can't so keep saying it, it anymore. The Nationals came out of nowhere. I feel like the Nationals were one of those teams that like they had that really bad start to the year that year. If they I did. remember correctly, I, I vividly remember Davey Martinez getting ejected after getting swept by the Marlins, nineteen and thirty-one <laughs> record on May twenty-fourth, and we proceeded to kick ass the rest of the season. Oh, yeah, boys me. really stepped up. In in Washington. Well, I don't know if we can talk about you know Kurt. You know, sometimes he says I can't reflect on the past too much. <laughs> even though, well, he's not here, so do, even though do the, what you want, you know, the one thing he reflects on is the 2017 wild card game. But we won't get, <laughs> how we won't he should have been there. We won't get into a roast session, but his uh, dad overslept and missed the ticket buying window. Yeah, <laughs> I remember. I remember. It's a top oh. top game of all time. I just I feel like. I don't know. I hate this feeling of like sitting in this pit of like, oh, I expected them. I was told this was the year after two years ago. You win the AL Central. I I think two years ago was y'all's year and you ran into the Astros. So did everybody else. But no, we didn't even beat Oakland that year. That was the COVID year. I'm talking two. Oh, you're talking about the yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, The Kane guy year. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. (laughs) oh, that wasn't it. That was not the year for us. That was a gut punch. It was a very big gut punch, but. I just I just can't believe that though they're it, in dealing. Giolito doesn't really bring in much. I feel like that's kind of what the oh, he's, one, he's on a rental deal, right? Right. So yeah, I feel like you win that trade. In the sense of you bring in guys who have a bright future. I mean, there's a possibility that these guys <laughs> turn out to be okay. One of them was in the rookie league this year. Complex. Oh man, I'm getting flashbacks of um. Oh, I'm getting Alec Manoa flashbacks. This does not feel good for me right now. Oh man. Oh, this was a horrible they they dude, why does every Chicago team trade so horribly? What is going on with my um, freaking organizations? I'm looking at your guys' contracts right now. You guys are kind of in trouble. You guys are yeah. in a lot of trouble because half of, of your team is under contract through twenty twenty five or twenty twenty six and beyond. And these are your top guys, Benintendi, Grandal, Mokada. That's um, all I. That's all I needed to hear. <laughs> ben and Teddy was the first one. You don't um, even have to keep talking after that. Well, and then also looking at this, and I hate to say this, but like this team should win ninety-five games. Looking at the talent, yeah, Louis, and you forget about Elvis Angel, so, Tim Anderson. So it was it was reasonable for me Got to think shoes. that they would win ninety games this year. At, that's fair in April, <laughs> right? It, let's it let's put this how it was at the time, and then they just. I think from my fan imploded. perspective, just seeing how you guys. Just how you guys perform, I knew it wasn't happening. Like you, the last two years, have shown me enough. It's just like, yeah, you need to move on from all of this. And then I texted you the other night too about um, Andrew Benintendi getting five years, seventy yeah. million. I just learned that the other day. Huh? I had, yeah, they gave him five beginning years, of this year, five years, seventy five million. Five, yeah. um, good luck moving him. So, um, you f- looks like you're building around Andrew Benintendi potentially. <laughs> That's wild. Oh, it just keeps getting worse. Oh, my God. It's more than we pay Corbin. <laughs> On the bright side, you got Grandal as a free agent next year. Um, that's him. That's a good one. Get him out of there. Kenyon Middleton in the bullpen. He's on a really low deal. Um, then you lose Tuki Toussaint, who we talked about, and he's Tukey. been bad. Um, and then some of our younger guys. It's just There's just guys here that we... 
the Giolito trade, I have a different feeling for because they went through the arbitration process with him. He won, obviously. He got his two-year deal, and now it expires this year. The conversation was, what do you do at the end of the year? Do you re-sign him? Do you bring him back? Like That's still an opportunity they can do is re-sign him and bring him back and make him a pitcher in the organization again, but I just don't think it makes sense. Yeah, I don't, especially when he's going home and he's, yeah. it looks like the Angels, which I'm very happy about. Um, they're buyers. It looks like they're going to be buyers. It looks like they're going to be. They're, they're doing one, everything they can to keep show it. Yeah. <laughs> I think the one-two punch with um, Shohei, Giolito, Pablo Sandoval, and then you got Reed Detmers. Reed. Reed's a solid he's four. Decent starting. He's coming back. You got two lefties, in, uh, two lefties in there too, so decent starting four. I think they might end up trading for another starter. Definitely got to get some bullpen pieces, but I, it's good to see the Angels finally making moves like win now and um, committing all in. I mean, Trout comes back potentially later this month or in end of August. Um, so they're fighting. Uh, they're fighting for a wild card spot. I mean, they have. I mean, the Angels. They're just in a tough division. It's kind of yeah, like the NL West is kind of like this year. Kind of like the NL West was for us and the Giants. There's there's always one team or the Dodgers were ahead the Astros and the Rangers and then us and the Giants fighting for second and third, kind of like um, the uh, Angels and Astros or Rangers, yeah. whoever I, finishes that. I think the uh, the Rangers won't do it. I, I think, think the so. uh, trades have been like set out now. So I think though it was kind of like a waiting game that was going on yeah. with a lot of teams. Like the Chapman trade happened really early, caught a lot of teams off guard. And now that these couple of trades have happened, Carlos Santana going to Milwaukee now. I like it's time that. to go. That was pickup. today, yeah. That was today. I like Santana that pickup for to the depth. Brewers. Um, yeah. But I think now that the table's been set for a couple of these trades, teams are now looking. They're like, all right, time to make some moves. So I wouldn't be surprised if there's a lot of moves uh, tomorrow and Saturday, and then obviously throughout the week, rest of the weekend. Oh, I'm I'm pumped for tomorrow's pitching matchup. What we got? We got Gilbert versus Tommy. Should be good. D-backs versus be good Mariners. Two big good, series too. Two two kind of future aces, I guess you could say. If if, if Tommy they, Henry can pull it together, both I'm a Tommy sure. Henry stand. Me I've too. Been really high on him. Michigan baby. Gilbert's a my, pitcher my big lefty. Logan Gilbert. How about Merrill coming back? I was there on Tuesday night for that game. He shoved. They need it. The Diamondbacks good. need it. That's that fastball was that's popping. Huge I was I was thinking about that on the way in today. What if and this is just completely knowing that Cattell's there and obviously Geraldo and Nick Ahmed. What if the Diamondbacks trade for Jonathan India? They have some of the younger guys and don't don't jump in yet. They have some of the younger guys that they can kind of bring to it and be like, hey, like here's what we'll offer you. Here's what we're willing to give you. Like there's a chance that they can pay the price that the Reds are asking for. But would it make sense? I don't think so. Not with the way Cattell's been hitting. Right. Mm. Yeah, DH Cattell maybe. Um, that way you keep him in the lineup. I think you keep Cattell in the field. I think he's having his best season since 17. He's making a lot of great plays. Um, I'm just kind of skeptical on what they're going to do, though, just because like, I get it. Perdomo was an all-star. He's having a great season defensively and at the plate. But like, I just don't understand what the mindset with Torrey Lovello is recently when you play Nick Ahmed and then you play yeah. Perdomo, it's like Perdomo's an all-star. You should be playing every day. You play Nick Ahmed every now and then when you need a guy to sit down and rest. Um, yeah, Ahmed I don't know. like three games this week already. Well, that was another thing we kind of talked about like, you know, before the show too was, and we, this comparison is super cross, but I'm going to bring it up anyway. We compared the running back situation in the NFL where you have two guys that can pay do that one-two punch. And you can switch them out, game in, game out. 
if you do that with Geraldo and Nick Ahmed, I think it shows that you're trying to re- preserve Geraldo for an ultimately an imminent playoff run this mm-hmm. year. You don't want to obviously put him in every game and you know have him get hurt if he gets you know to a point where he's overworked. Um, I think Nick Ahmed should be trade bait. I think this is also something Absolutely. that we've been talking to since talking about since the beginning of the year for years. And even you, you know, you can throw Longoria up on the market and be like, "Hey, look, if you'll give us something young or." a couple guys, something that we can use. I think that they should do it. However, Longoria's bat has been very hot this year, unfortunately. I think a lot of teams would love Longo. Everybody loves Longo. That man. veteran addition. That he's a museum piece. A, he's a museum piece. Call it what it is. Uh, he's a, hitting, though. He's old. A piece that I, I think that... And this is the, So this is what we were talking about before the show, too. It was like, what are they even going to do? Because it's like you're sitting... Um, look at the standings real quick. But you're now four games behind the Dodgers. When you came into the break tied with them, after their last game before the break, they were tied, and now they're four games back. So one at, back. So at this point, you're looking at the rest of the month of August, and you're looking at you play the Padres twice in a series, play the Dodgers twice in a series, and then, I mean, we've been saying this for I think a month now. Every series right now is big. Um, yeah. So like this weekend, it's just tough because it's like, do you want to go all in? Do you want to trade for a solidified rental starter to make that run? You have the big three, and then you got Ryan Nelson and Tommy Henry, who have been fantastic the last two months. Or do you just trade for some back-end bullpen pieces to shut it down, and then you just ride with the four starters you got now? Me, I think they trade for a starter and a, a key bullpen and a piece. Bullpen. And then you kind of get a utility guy. You got a lot of guys in the minor league systems, Josh Rojas. You got a lot of guys down there, Paven Smith. Um, even Lourdes Gurriel on a rental deal. I wouldn't be surprised if they were to take offers on him getting traded. Um, but And now they're get half game out of the, the playoffs too. And you got the Cubs coming up. I, I'm expecting the Padres Phillies. to be buyers. The Phillies are in the mix. I mean, you got five legit teams competing for a, a wild card spot here. I'm, I'm kind of, I kind of skipped and ahead the here. The Giants are always a hot market too. And they play them next week. So I kind of skipped ahead here just to look at the schedule. Um, after you end August with, you know, Let's see here. Four straight against the Reds at home. Three on the road against the Dodgers. You get the 31st off. You start September Baltimore. 1st. You got oh. three against Baltimore, three mm. against Colorado, mm. three, four, sorry, against Chicago in Chicago. It's always tough. Four against the Mets in New York, and then three at home against the Cubs before you have one off day before a two-game <laughs> set with the, the the Giants. They have a very hard second half of the season coming up. Like, this is this is and something, Yankees, again— Yankees, White Sox, Astros. Don't give the White Sox more credit than they I'm not here. giving them— this is, something, this is something I also talked about if you kind of look back at it. It's tough travel. I was very big on the fact that they have to be consistent. They have to—you can't start the second half of the year slow— and hope to still make the playoffs because this is when you're going to get the bigger division matchups. Two against the Dodgers, uh, August 8 and 9. The 10th off, 11, 12, 13 against the Padres. And then you get three against the Rockies, three more, four more against the Padres. And then two, like this is their stretch now that they're in. This part of the season is where they're going to have to, it comes down to crunch time. That homestand from August 21st to August 27th when we face the Rangers and Reds. That's a wicked five games, seven guys. Uh, yeah, games. that's... We need to win at least four of those. And then to cap off the month with three in L.A., that's mm-hmm. tough. Like, that is you have Doesn't a huge, get any easier. You have a huge road stint in the middle of it, too. I mean, I, seven I can't even, I can't even look that far, honestly, because, like, I'm, I'm just... That's the middle of August. From my pers- not far out. I'm, I, I only say that because from my perspective is, like, I can't look that far because 
after this weekend, I'll look that far. Because after this four-game series with, or yeah, four-game series, yeah. three-game series three games. with uh, Mariners, mm-hmm. who's, a, who's blistering hot on offense right now coming in. Yeah, Same position, honestly. I mean, they're uber-talented. They're trying to figure out what they're going to do. I mean, Good division. Great division. Young I mean, you team. You got four teams make the playoffs. Yeah. Um, Beautiful future. So, they're a solidified outfielder franchise. Yeah, Corbin. It's tough, too. And the trade deadline is during a ser- series versus the Giants, which is arguably could be the biggest series heading into the biggest month of the season. We got to we got to take care of business, man. I don't know what's what uh the deal is, but getting swept in Toronto and then going to Atlanta and man, that's such whooping a, and then getting swept again. Toronto's such a heartbreaker too because it's like they don't feel like they're that good this year. You know, the AL East, don't get me wrong. They, they feel a step behind. I know what you're saying. AL East has been super competitive all season. But Toronto has been that middle of the pack team there. They've sat, you know, they've been above 500 for as long as I can remember. They're fi- they were 57. They are, sorry, 57 to 46 now. Some of their offense, I feel like, isn't producing. And I feel like you haven't heard as much about their pitching on the positive side because everything's so plugged up with the Alec Manoa Alec stuff Manoa. going on. But I feel like when you lose series to teams, and even I'm even willing to say that the July 4th, game against the Mets was a super serious turning point too. Still again, one of those things that was before the break, but that starts five, sorry, six straight games before you get into the all-star break and you come off two with a mid-road team in the AL East, one of the top divisions in baseball, and you lose those three. That's a tough road to sit in. That broke them. I feel like they have to, you know, you take two or three against the Braves in Atlanta, that's huge. You lose all three against the Reds. You lose two against the Cardinals, who are, I mean, on paper, much worse than the Diamondbacks. Goldie was back home. And that's that series just felt to me like, I mean, I've been saying that for a while now. Like, I I remember I was watching the Cardinals National Series out of the All-Star break, and I was, like, watching, and I'm just like, it's 7-2 in the sixth inning, and I'm like, this is how the Cardinals have been playing all season. Like, they're 10 times more talented than half the teams in the league. I mean, they got two MVPs in their team. They got two Cy Young pitchers. Um, A shit ton of Hall of Famers. Shit ton of Hall of Famers. They got one of the best pitchers of our generation on their team. Um, I'm, I'm very interested to see what they're going to do just because they have openly come out and said that they're going to be sellers, but they're going to keep their main pieces. Yeah. So, um, Flaherty, that's an arm to look at. He's having a bounce back season. Um, the Cardinals are going to have to make that decision like tomorrow. Yeah. When you're three games out from the deadline, you're going to have to make that decision on if you're buying or selling and whatever you decide, you're, you have, you got to stick with it here on out. I think they're selling, but I mean, I've said I this to a couple. Decided. I would say conservative <laughs> seller. They're willing to sell if they have to, but they'll buy when they feel like they want to and when they feel like they need to. And they have young guys that they're willing to give up to. I remember last year when they were going to trade for potentially trade for Soto, they were like Gorman's available, Donovan's available. Like these are young, yeah, Donovan, very great hitters. Gorman, another great guy. Man, I'll tell you what. If there's somebody I want to have on the base path, it's Brendan Donovan right now. He's he, a stud. He was. He was killing us just with just with running the bases. New bar too. That's another new, name. They got a huge four bat. guys. Yep, had a great oh, series that, versus the Cardinals. That deep I mean, center shot. Yeah, I didn't know he had that pop in him. <laughs> I didn't know that fan reached that far across the wall for it. I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I turned it on as that happened. Um, the seawalk homer. That's gonna be tough because it's just so. There's just so much going on, and the Diamondbacks are one of those teams where. We're gonna kind of push into that a little bit. They have to make a move. Make a move that benefits them before it's too late. 
Marcus Stroman. You can't sit in a position where you have a bullpen that's lacking, very obviously lacking after your starters are able to get consistently good outings, great innings. Merrill Kelly back from injury, huge. shoved on Tuesday, oh like God. you said. He looks so phenomenal. Huge. Zach Gallon looks great still, even though he, you know, he kind of got hit around against the Cardinals. I won't so lie to clarity, you. So and then but, our bullpen kind of sold. But then you, you bring in the bullpen. <laughs> you get to the situation where so bad. was it? There's been two consistent arms out of the bullpen all season, and it's been Kyle Nelson Ginkle. and uh, Ginkle. And, I, been and I'll tell you yeah, what, turning up. I love Ginkle. And I was at that game Tuesday night, and um, I was just watching him out there, and I was like, this guy is a psycho. And I was like, if you want to have yeah. a closer, you need a psycho closer um, like that. It was when the it was against the Braves when he yeah. was going at it with Acuna. <laughs> I love it. And Acuna love was like When he walked Acuna back, the, I was like, all right, this is real. I was yeah, like, he's it, psycho. He, he kind of just, he wants to bring that energy to the bullpen, yeah. which they so fucking they need desperately it. need because yeah. they have not had somebody just to rally around like that and so what do you, what do you guys Archie. what would you guys feel about them trading for david bednar i know preston's talked about it a little bit you get three and a half years of control you get an all-star guy i mean i don't think the pirates would be i wouldn't mind it crazy to give him up just because him situation. and mitch keller mitch they're Lowe's not getting rid of mitch give him lawler will be there they're not getting rid of mitch Mitch, this is the year that Mitch Keller's had a really great season. It's been awesome. Hello. I would love, I would love to see them bring in Mitch Keller and add another great arm to their rotation. Not, you don't need to do that. It's not in my eyes. Don't do. You don't have to do that. They have a really good rotation, like I just said. Their bullpen is the only place they're lacking. If you're going to bring in anybody, bring in a bullpen arm. Two starter names, just before we can move on, maybe some other topics of the deadline but uh jordan montgomery a lefty from st louis is having louis. a pretty good year and then michael lorenzen that's another i was gonna say i definitely think he'd like to get out of there older vet proven pitcher all-star this year um proven pitcher for sure but there's a lot of guys out there like i said every team's gonna make a move doesn't matter how big or small it's just a given um, just can't. Every team has to make a move. I can't this, keep watching Austin Adams throw a slide down the <laughs> fucking middle. Or Miguel Castro, man. Oh. It's it's crazy what happened to all these We're guys. Man, like, throwing a cutter. Kenny, yeah, Kenny Powers out there. Oh man. Hell, honestly, I would I would say put Zach Davies in the bullpen. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like we talked about this like two episodes ago. Episode ago we talked about Zach Davies about. and we talked about Brandon Fott, which oh, dog shit. That's that's what I was waiting for. That comment right there. One one more piece too. Got a lot of Cubs fans and they want to trade Drew Smiley. I know it's a very Ooh. it's a name that's not very attractive, but proven veteran lefty. I could see him being a bullpen guy for a postseason team. That's actually kind of a really good lead. I like what I the Cubs have. I like the I Cubs' future. I, I think it. they look good. They're red hot right now. They've won. You know, five straight games, two against... Big series tonight for St. Louis. Two against my Chicago White Sox. One coming back last night. Um, Kyle Hendricks looks much better this time, you know, this time of year than he did last year. Marcus Stroman was consistent all season. Oh, I know I said last year. I want him. And I said at the beginning of the podcast that he was a second-half pitcher last season. He's been consistent and great all year. Do not get me wrong about that. The only issue I see with the Cubs is they're in that same situation. Are you buying or are you selling? Selling. I've had conversations with Cubs fans, and it's a tricky situation they're in because I, I like coming into this MLB season, I was very high on them. I mean, they still have a shot to make a playoff run if they want to. It depends yeah. how much they want to sell, but like you bring in, I already liked the core they had. You got a lot of young guys. 
And then you bring in the vets like Dansby Swanson, yeah. Jamison Tyon, yep. um, Marcus Stroman gets back to the Cubs. Um, then you got Seiya Suzuki. Um, an Seiya has been He's been playing really great. well. He, um, he's money. It's tricky because yeah. if you want to sell, then you're like, what's the point of us bringing in Dansby and all these older guys to yep. bring in a culture? Yep. But now they're winning. Mm-hmm. They're I could see them taking two or three this weekend with the bats as hot as they are. Um, so I don't know. It's it's. They just had a tough June. I want them to be buyers, yeah. though. Trust me, I do. But it's just like I have a hard time seeing them turn down two top prospect pitchers from the Astros for Bellinger. Two top prospect pitchers from the Rangers or Bellinger. Yeah, um, people. I, I think we'll that's kind of like the team, also where it's kind of like the White Sox as well. The both Chicago teams. It's, it's kind of get your pick of the pick your poison. Pick your poison. You know? Exactly. There's a lot of pros. There's a lot of players on both teams that are very. There's a lot of good future trade deadline exciting. Yeah. Kind of players like Stroman. Even Steely, Be- Belly, uh, yeah. Smiley, Tim Anderson, Luis, Eloy, Lance Lynn, Dylan Cease before Odego. Like, um, Dylan Cease there, before Odego. There's something about those those Chicago teams that they're just not they're not playing the way either I, of them should. I love the fans, though, the passionate fans. <sighs> I'll never get over it. Hey, I wanted to ask you real quick. Where did you get your source on Dylan Cease not getting traded? Uh, Bob Nightingale. Really? Mm-hmm. All right. Suck it, Bob. Why? What do you know that I don't know? I just, I just have Dylan a hard. Dylan, he just got down to the diamond. I just have a hard. Shave your head. I mean, your head is gone. <laughs> no, he's just gone. I just, yeah. Can we, can we do that? Shave your head. Not until look, Gili, in, barring some. You're giving us all major sea serpent Barring some major, major move by the Angels, Giolito, I'm safe from. Like that's, I'm not even worried about that. <laughs> Rick Hahn is very unpredictable. And the White Sox are scary. They're very scary because I don't know how much selling they're going to do. I've heard, I like I said, I've seen that Cease is off the market. That's the big thing, that I've seen he's off the market. However. I've heard that before. I also know that I have heard that before where someone is off the market, a player is off the market. We're not trading them. And then you get the deal that flies across the desk. Or they that looks or they're, really good. Or they're debating it and they're like, oh, ooh, Nick Ahmed, Paven Smith, <laughs> yeah. Carson Kelly, future Carson shortstops, Kelly like and Brandon Fott. We might have to do this. T A and Cease, take them, <laughs> take them. I, I would. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I hate this time of year. I hate the NHL trade line. I hate the MLB trade line. I don't mind the NFL one as much, just because it's oh, not it as breaks like, my heart. Not as greatly broadcast. But these trade deadlines are what gets me because Chicago front offices are so inconsistent and no one knows what the Sox are going to do. I mean, if we're being honest, I think the biggest acquisition of the whole trade deadline will be be Lane Thomas. If he is dealt, I mean, I I pray to the Lord that he's not. But I mean, talk about the most underrated player in baseball, in my opinion. I Um, can agree to that. I really can. I think I got you guys on the lane lane train. You guys like Lane Thomas. Hey, man, good player. Great player. Top 10 in almost every step. I think I got you guys on the lane drain. Choo-choo. Well, you kind of shoved it. Choo-choo. No offense. Choo-choo. No offense. You, <laughs> you fucking shoved it down our throats. <laughs> I mean, like, I have to. Because, like, it's a, one of the worst teams in the league, and he's, like, having a, one of the best seasons in baseball. I mean, you know. <laughs> New Mike Trout, really. I mean, Preston. I hope not. Preston <laughs> said that he's better than Julio Rodriguez. 
I don't know if I believe that. What is up, Preston's at? <laughs> <laughs> Where does that come from? No. Trying to be no. You watch Julio this week. And he's going to watch Julio close and personal when <laughs> they come to town. I uh, Just peg him every time. That's, besides the Cubs having to deal with the fact that they need to decide if they're buyers or sellers at the deadline, the big thing is their second half slammed full of talent. Four against the Cards to end July. You get four against the Reds, three against the Braves, three against the Mets, a day off, three against the Blue Jays in Toronto. Then you get two against the White Sox. Disregard those games. Those don't matter. Easy dubs. Three against the Royals, three against the Tigers. Then you get four against the Pirates, three against the Brewers, and that's just through August. Damn, so their best. You got to pay. You got to play. White Sox. A lot of winnable games. You got to play San Francisco for three, the Diamondbacks for four. Those are back-to-back series. Then you get three against Colorado, four Three against Colorado in Colorado, day off, three against the Diamondbacks. Whose schedule Here. is this? This is the Cubs schedule. Oh. That second oh, half is huge. That's tough. A, huge. A, lot of, a lot of winnable games, though. Those division games are always toss-ups, in my opinion, for the yeah. division. So um, it's just it's just so I oh man. But those those three against the Braves to start August following the four against the Reds are gonna be really good to watch. Those three yeah. and then the three against the Mets following right after that. <laughs> the Mets. Dumpster fire. What did the Mets do? They're going to get rid of Scherzer. Playing the Nationals this weekend. It's my favorite series of the year. <laughs> Watch. Max Scherzer traded back to the Nationals. I was here in... Uh, Can you imagine? I read something about Verlander going back to the Astros. I don't know how true it was, oh, but some guy was saying that. Son of a bitch. That's tough. That's tough. It is tough. Isn't Scherzer out for the year? I'm Verlander, not Scherzer. I don't know about Scherzer. No, Scherzer's... I swore, didn't he get... Are you sure? Didn't he get hurt? Or am I? I'm tripping. I have to be. I could be tripping. If Scherzer gets dealt at the deadline this year, that means the Mets have fully committed to Kodai Senga. I think. I think that's they what they should means. commit to Kodai. Very underrated. That fork balls money. Jose Quintana's a Met. He's looked much better in the later years of his career. He started out very horrible. They have a good bullpen. Yep, Carlos Carrasco. Don't talk about Cookie. Cookie's horrible. He's not been good for Daniel Vogelbach. Man, <laughs> How did we get to Vogelbach? Frank the Tank, <laughs> the best fan in sports. I mean, like history. I don't, I don't. One of the worst know. first basemen this season looks horrible. Uh, Pete's trash. Nothing compared to Bryce Harper at first base. Already making the most insane defensive plays I've seen. What do the Phillies do? Bullpen for sure. Bullpen. So they do everything. And year. stay quiet. Don't get rid of anybody big. But um, they have this rookie, Johan Rojas, who's been low-key tearing it up ever since they brought him up a couple weeks ago. He's just been hitting, and he plays really good in the center. I want I hope they don't get rid of him, but I don't know. This time of year. This time of year, anything happens. I trust Rob Thompson. I trust the boys. Um, I really just think it's more Aaron Nola and Zach Wheeler need to get their shit together. They don't look the same as they did last year. They were the true aces that led them to October and then shut down against the Astros, yeah. game five and six. Can't but be doing that. They're, they're looking like that right now. Tyjon Walker leads that team and wins, and I remember talking about it like a month or two ago, and Kurt was like, Tyjon Walker sucks, bro. He's, he also he's, said Bellinger sucks. He's though. like, Tyjon's not even your best pitcher. Well, he is. He you guys calling out Kurt pitcher. without him defending himself? You know what? Damn straight I am. I mean, I'm like, sick of the shit. He has nothing to defend because we – I mean, he's not here. <laughs> like, I was right. That's my big dude's not here. Like, 
I uh, hate to switch the subject, but it just says now Dodgers have discussed Nolan Arenado trade. Arenado reporting for oh. willing is no trade clause to go to LA. No, dude. Well, Lance Lynn's willing to move, wave his too. I mean, as you should. I mean, <laughs> I think he should. Be, he I should catch a break with you. I swear to God, if the Dodgers get Arenado, I'd I'd rather just cry. Yeah, and this is a, yeah, this is legit. So Means I've seen him on the Jorge, Rockies, Jorge Castillo, the LA Times. That would be very interesting. He is from Southern California, so that's probably a reason why he'd want to do that. But. Yeah, but the only thing in my mind with that is it's not even a money thing. If you trade him there. Who do you get rid of for Arenado? And who do you get back? Probably give up. I mean, I don't. I Robert know, Miller. I know the Dodgers farm system is very loaded. Robert Miller. It's just, it's just, that just, that just doesn't seem right to me. Oh, man. That doesn't seem like a smart idea. I feel like they'd have to give up some people. Man. You got to give up a hell of a Arenado's having an MVP type season. Arenado's under contract through 2027. Ooh. And he's, Money's not an issue. He's 32 years old. It's never an issue for the Dodgers. And his fielding is, I'm paying him that money no matter what. Um, hot corner. I think they give up. I mean. His hitting's been great this year, too. Miguel Rojas. Um, who they were going to. Who they probably weren't. I mean, who didn't swing the bat all spring training, but still somehow Outman. I could see Michael Grove, who's struggling this out. year. Um, I don't think they moved Bobby Miller just because they like him a lot. That's their future. Uh, Arenado's Kershaw, Chris Taylor, maybe. Ooh, I have heard, like a lot of the, like this is the thing with the Dodgers. A lot of their guys have like been there for a best while. best hitter with runner in scoring position, Chris um, Taylor. Good old CT three. Best hitter. Couple of prospects time. and maybe two guys on the roster. That's what I would predict. But I, I mean, think they'd have to get rid of Altman. They'd have to get rid of one of their good young guys if they want to really get Arenado. I feel like because I, I know the the Cardinals will. Everybody's willing for prospects and all that, but somebody who's playing that good this year, one of the best Gold Glover at third base, almost like every other year. Yeah, having that MVP hitting season, I feel like they'd have to get rid of a solidified starter. The Diamond or not the Diamondbacks? Yeah, the Diamondbacks. The Dodgers, <laughs> no idea what the hell they're doing. You trade, they're just, they're just playing the show. Or Kike, yeah, I can't put a move. And then you trade for Ahmed Rosario, which the Diamond or the uh, the Guardians taking Noah Syndergaard makes no sense to me. I don't understand it. Who took Noah? The Guardians. They I, from I like, the Dodgers. Like that, that, that was it was a one for one trade. That's for, what that trade was. For who? It was Med Rosario. It was Rosario for Syndergaard? Yep. Way to go, Cleveland. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know how you do that. The Dodgers seem to have this need to fill a utility position. With why? Why? Kike can do it. Kike can play third. Kike can play his second. He can play short. He's the entire he left side of the outfield. And he can play outfield. Ahmed Rosario is just empty money. I don't know, and I don't see them really like putting them in that lineup because I mean their lineup is so stacked. Who do you put in? Who do you put him in over? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Peralta on left, Mookie in right, or center. Outman's Outman. killing it. Yep. Mookie's killing it. Um, I mean, you got Jason Hayward, who I don't think that they're going to be like drooling to start. <laughs> Having a good year though, double digit home runs, but I mean, still a strikeout prone guy. Uh, Hayward, the money man. <laughs> Hayward, the cub guy. I want to look at their lineup from last night. Mookie, Freddie, JD, Chris Taylor, Max Muncy, Enrique, Outman, Miguel Rojas, Austin Barnes. 
Um, Will Austin Smith is normally Barnes. smarter. The starter, Austin Barnes, is having a yeah, horrifically okay. bad season. He's poop. Um, <laughs> I, could, I, could see, I could see them moving Miguel Rojas as a main part of that. He's a solid hitter. Might not be his, the feel for him in L.A. Um, and they got farm guys. I mean, I'm not surprised the Dodgers are doing this, really. I think they're having a good year, but I, they know they can do better. And I think losing Trey Turner is a part of that. He was their best player last year. He needs to step um, the fuck up. He does. <laughs> <laughs> My God. But I don't know. I'm not surprised. <laughs> they're going to be hella deep, though. I mean, I don't know. That's I really hope said. I get to see the, the Phillies Dodgers in the playoffs. That's that's the great. That's the one thing I think. Great series. I'm gonna ask you this, and I'm gonna look you in the face when I ask you this because I want to see your answer. Are they making up for losing Trey Turner by getting Kike in a man? No, I think Kike wasn't doing that well in Boston, and I think that he definitely probably like he probably wanted to come Poor back Turner to, back to L.A. And I think I met Rosario on a rental deal. Proven veteran guy, solid hitter. I mean, I think they're just bol- bolstering up. I think they're just doing as much as they can. I mean. Kike is literally listed as a utility guy. Like that is l- his position on MLB. Is a utility. He's a locker room guy there. So what the hell are they doing? Why bringing it? What's uh, I think now that I'm thinking about it, that might have just been to get rid of Noah Syndergaard. And the Guardians were the only place that would take his contract. Mm-hmm. And it's probably the best fit for him too. I mean, he's probably going to pitch a lot better there. Smaller market, worst division. They develop pitching well. Can dominate. He is kind of that. I mean, Kike's batting 222 this year with. He's on the 15 day IL. Six home runs and 30 RBIs. Nothing really crazy. Muncie's, Muncie's hitting like 190. Muncie's not been himself. I was going to say, I don't. Muncie's so, so much better. So than there's that. your answer right there. They need some They need some help. They needed. They just need somebody to play everywhere. I hate him. I, just, I think Kike was, uh, he was that, that locker room guy for the Dodgers. The past like four or five years, he was good. He was there. He was a great. Everybody Dodger. loved him. The fans loved him. The players. He brought that sort of charisma and the lightheartedness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he played the game. He played the game of baseball the way most people want us to, or most people want to see it played. I just don't. I don't know. I feel like it's a weird trade, though. Yeah, it's really easy to look at it like that. Um. Because Kike's just one of those players where like you don't expect him to be a blockbuster move, and I I don't think we've hit any of those moves yet. Mm-hmm. I think we have a lot of time left until that happens. Um, T- tomorrow. Yeah, so this is all going to blow up tomorrow just because it can. What's going on with the glazing with Kike Hernandez though? I just want to know, like glazing. Like he, I don't like him. What? I just think he's a good fit for the. I don't. Know, I'm just wondering. I mean, he's a career 240 hitter. I mean, he's nothing. <laughs> That crazy. I'm not hating on him. I like him. I'm not hating on him. I do too. I think he's a great, probably one of the better locker He's just always been what the Dodgers wanted, I guess. He's like been he's years been, ago, all those playoff runs, he would have those clutch hits. He he's would, been a very successful Dodger. Let's not, I don't want to take oh, anything sure. away from that's, him. Yeah. That's he's been it. very good as a Dodger. It just doesn't, I just don't get it. I mean, it's probably also a salary dump. Syndergaard was owed $21 million this yeah, year. They gave <laughs> two different trades. Money. True. But they got, they gave up two prospects for Kike. I thought it was straight up. No. They gave up they gave up two prospects. They gave up two guys for Kike. Huh. That trade. See, that's, that's another thing. The Dodgers just have <laughs> unlimited prospects to get rid of. They really do. Just give it they really yeah. their minor league depth is incredible at every position. Because their major league depth is so good, they can just keep them there and they're the get Dodgers. Them better and better and better and better. And then all they need is outmen to come out. <laughs> and 
He's killing it. Uh, they traded two pitchers, Nick Robertson and Justin Hagenman, to the Red Sox. Hagenman. The Red Sox are just a punching bag. Oh. Man, poor uh, poor Justin Turner. He's now all in Boston by himself. Yeah. He was with Kike, and yep. now, he's just, now he's just there. Probably feels left out, as he should. Here's Here's a good one. What do the Yankees do? Fire Aaron Boone. It's a good start. I think that's what they need to do. I mean, I've been watching this guy say the same thing for the last two and a half years. Oh, bro. Let John Boy hire him. Yeah. <laughs> he already has him on every week. Like, he's been saying the same oh. thing for the last two Tony years. Tony LaRusso. Um, I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, there's the door. <laughs> Goodbye. They, it's, I mean, they blame it on Aaron Judge being hurt, which makes no sense. He's been out for almost a month and a half now. Their offense <laughs> stinks. Pitching is decent. Um, Verdone has looked awful besides last night. He's looked awful. Um, oh, I love that. I love that. I, I don't know. It's it's good. I, the thing with that, though, I think it's good, though. It's better to focus on the teams that are you don't talk about a lot. Like, I, I like talking about the Rangers. I like talking what about the, the Orioles. do? Um, I like mm. talking about the Reds. Team. What do the Orioles need? I think the Orioles. Hitting. They need, like, a – I think they <laughs> Offense. Need, yeah. That's just what they need, right? I really um, – I think they need a trade for like a a vet bat. I think that's it. Mm-hmm. A vet bat and then maybe a starter. Their bullpen is amazing. They just dropped two games to the Phils, and they were both comebacks. They were both leading from the Yankees. Isaiah kind of. I'm hearing Aaron Hicks potentially they could trade. I don't understand why they would do that, but I don't know. It's let me. Can I just run down this real quick? Judge 2032, Giancarlo 2029. Garrett Cole, 2029. Oh. Carlos Rodon, 2029. Oh. LeMahieu, 27. Rizzo, 26. Canely, 25. Like, what What the hell are we doing here? Hey, what, is, what is going on 2026? here? Guess Michael they, King, 26. Higashioka, 25. Guess who they play tomorrow? The Yanks? The Orioles. Yeah, it is. It's really <laughs> serious. Big That'll series. be interesting. That'll be... Uh, what both those teams look at right before the deadline. Rodon's deal, six years, 162 mil. Jeez Louise. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. he had one no-hitter a couple years ago, and now he's... Hey, that was a perfect game. I will stand by that. That was a perfect game. Yeah, but... That was a perfect game. That guardian just... <laughs> no, he just let his foot just BS. Get, didn't get out of the way. Yeah, I was pissed. The, either the Yankees or... The Orioles need to make a huge splash in the AL East. There's no in between. The Orioles won't do that. That's just not what they do. Their GM I was is not, say, not like a huge, not huge isn't like oh my god, trade away Adley Rutschman, but something that bring shows that they're they're also buying. Right? The Angels did it. The Angels are out of the way. We all thought Shohei Otani might be gone. Some of us knew he wasn't going anywhere. They've made their move. Now it's time for someone else to pony up and be like, hey, we're next on the table. Let's do it. Let's get it done. Oh, Marcus Stroman to the D-backs. <laughs> I'd love to see him as a Telling you. I'm telling you. That number zero trotting out on the field. In that Serpientes jersey. Chase Field rocking on a Thursday night. 40,000. That movie the show 23 goes hard in your mind, huh? Yeah, Jesus, it's a, kid. It's no. ridiculous. I'll tell, be convinced. Tell me you don't want Strowman. Honestly? Good careless. You're full of shit. I just want the Cubs not to have him. Is that? Can I say yeah, that? Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Shout out my brother, by the way, who is just... This guy, I love him to death. Love him to death. Just came in from out of town, left on Monday. Uh, I get a text while I'm at work on Tuesday, this son of a bitch. In all caps, it says Cubs. 
So yesterday, I'm thinking, oh, White Sox are up 7-2. Let me just do it back. 6.57. All right, White Sox. He goes, uh-huh. 8.14. I reply, suck, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> what a choke job. How do you do that? that you lose You lose to your crosstown rival, and then you trade away a pitcher who is sitting on the market. Like just, it's just a BS. It just, it looks bad. It's a bad look. The South Side's a little upset right now. It's a bad look on the Sox. Horrible look, in my opinion. Tell you what, they got some cool jerseys though. Those City Connects. It doesn't doesn't matter what they look like. TA's gone. Uh, TA loves that thing. Let him take it with him. I'd give him the whole box of them, just to watch him walk. Let him go to the Marlins. Bring me, give me a. <laughs> God, if he goes to the Marlins. TA for Luis Arias, straight up. That's what I want. They're going to be asking for a lot more than TA just because the dude's somehow hitting three, 370. For Luis Arias, you mean? Yeah. I feel like they're going to, they're going to, no, they're going to jack up his, his value just, of, just from this year. If anybody wants him this year, just because he's so close to that, that 400 mark. I would send TA to Boston <laughs> just to do it. For Story? Huh? He's on the block. Trevor Story will be good. Someone, Jonathan India, I like. I like the idea of Jonathan India being someone that the the Sox bring in. I would love to see that happen. However, it just doesn't make sense right now. Give India a chance to go somewhere where he has a chance to win and compete. And if he does it, beautiful. If not, then you waste all this time for nothing. I was going to say, he's just kind of living in the shadow of Ellie right now. Yeah, I think that's where he kind of. Felt it, got it personal. It's like he was the guy two a year and two ago. He won the NL Rookie of the Year. Mm-hmm. And then all these other guys come up. McLean's been balling. McLean, uh, that in Carcione Strand kid's been balling. Yeah. Now he's kind of in the shadows. So yeah. it makes sense. Well, gentlemen, we will reconvene after the trade deadline in episode sixteen of the Wildcard Podcast. We thank you so much for listening on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, and more. One more time from the Go Live Broadcast Studios in Phoenix, Arizona, alongside Chancel Blanc and Jason Kuzno. My yeah. name is James Mackey. We will see you back, hopefully, with a full table. Episode 16, post-MLB trade deadline. Hopefully. Later. You've been listening to the Wild Card Podcast. Download and subscribe today on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more.